0: Hey Lamont Collins, Roots 101 African American Museum. We're on Deeply Rooted this morning and let me tell you, we're surrounded or I'm surrounded by black energy, black excellence. Today I'm bringing you three young brothers. Uh, the other one's going to speak. I know at least have two that's going to speak to what we're doing today. And I'll let them introduce uh, themselves to you and then we'll get started. Go right ahead.
1: Hi, I'm Sean Somerville. Uh, I am um with uh, Ebony Green's uh, apparel brand just recently started, but I'm also a community uh, advocate here. I um, work with uh, Louisville Central Community Center on 13th and Ali. Uh, I'm also working with uh, my my buddy sitting next to me and he can tell you about himself. And I am also the uh, local site host ambassador for the African American Golf Expo.
2: Hi, my name is Gregory Mack. I'm the boys Middle and High School golf coach. Uh, started that program this year. Uh, I also am part of the PGA Hope program for the veterans, uh, being a former Marine, and uh, very excited to be here and talk about the interest and in, in bringing the game to young Black men.
0: Well, cool. I'm, I'm glad you guys are here. Golf is so important. In so many ways, the community, the the networking you do, we know that's why a lot of it started. But even the history, there's some great black players historically have done great. And everybody does, a lot of people didn't know that Joe Lewis was a professional uh, golf player at one time. Yes, he was. Uh, But let's talk about Louisville, let's talk about what you're doing. Sean, when I first met you at Roots 101, I think that's the first time we met, we talked about the Explo, the Black golf expo that you guys were involved in bringing to Louisville. Can we talk about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, real short and sweet, uh, I'm part of what's called the BTAC, which is a Louisville, Tour- Louisville Tourism Advisory Council. It's a Black Black Tourist Advisory Council that Louisville Tourism uh, started and under the leadership of CLIO Battle. And um, he brought a bunch of people together and said, hey, I want to create an opportunity and show the outside uh, regions that Louisville is a place for tourism. And we have things here that would be interesting to black people, the community. Uh, so uh, being on that board, it created some ideas. I reached out to uh, Jim Beatty, who is the president of uh, Jim Beatty Golf Ventures, who also owns the African American Golf Expo. I asked them how we could get involved. At that time, the first year, their inaugural year was in Atlanta. Uh, I wasn't able to attend. Saw it, it was it, timing was just right. Uh, he said, well, I'm actually looking for a host city now. I said, "Well, hey, can we be considered? What do we need to do?" We put all the paperwork together. I got with little tourism; they helped build that, that uh, uh, RFP. We submitted it. He came in town, did some visits, selected us for year 2023, and that was in year 2021, 20, going into 22. So 22, they went to North Carolina. I attended that, continued to build relationships, and now I'm actually sitting on the uh, planning board for planning committee. For the 2023 Expo that'll be here in Louisville in August um, of this year.
0: Beautiful. I mean, I'm part of the uh, B B Tech also. I don't attend much because I have some issues off the camera that I like to talk about. Uh, uh, You know, I think you know we need to be involved, but we also need to be a coalition and a consultant piece to everything we do. Uh, I mean, I don't think all Black people's uh, opinions come for free. And I think every other person don't look like us get the role of consultant and they get paid for their services. Mm -hmm. So that's my thing. And I've said it to everyone that we have to be collectively understanding how the game worked. And if the game works that way and dollars on the table, our suggestions, our market is worth the value in dollars. So, you know, I just thought I'd throw it out there because I always do. (laughs) Uh, And I have to be true to myself on that. Absolutely. uh, We need... You know, we need black people called consultants and not volunteers and not committee members. And we have to be serious about that because if we're not serious about it, it will never change. But go ahead. We're talking about uh, what you got coming. Give us an idea how many people you think will be coming to the Expo and what the Expo will do.
1: So uh, year one, uh, they had about uh, three or four hundred people attend with a seven hundred thousand dollar impact to the city. Uh, Year two. Those numbers declined slightly, but it was still in, in that ballpark. In uh, year three, we're anticipating that and more. Uh, we have the support and the backing of Louisville Tourism. We're going to work with them closely to help do marketing, guerrilla marketing, uh, reach other markets outside of our community, or meaning locally. We're going to hit other regions, all the larger cities. And as most people know, Louisville is a, a unique city because it's a five- or six-hour drive mm-hmm. from from several major other markets, okay. being Indianapolis, Chicago, Nashville, so on and mm-hmm. so on and so forth, so Ohio. So we have that advantage. They have a direct connection to those markets. So we're going to actually do some marketing out to those groups as well. Uh, we are building a team, the committee, uh, the planning committee. We've had our second meeting this uh, actually last night. And so we're, we're starting to synergize those ideas and starting to create those opportunities to, to build those connections and relationships to do a, a good... Guerrilla marketing strategy.
0: Okay, let's talk about the local affiliations with golf. Like you're at the Boys' School, which I love the Boys' School. Uh, matter of fact, we're going to be doing something with you guys along with Grace James from a Black History perspective of a uh, uh, debate type of thing we're going to be doing with them. But I love the boys. When I visited the young men, I mean they were outstanding. They were they were energized and learning in the com- in community. So I, I love the boys. So. I even love the idea of you guys putting a golf team together. So how did that happen? Uh, well, actually, it's
2: a good friend of yours, Tremail, really got the idea started. Coach Tramiel. Coach Tramiel. Yeah. And uh, he uh, brought me in and said, hey, Greg Mack, this guy, has got he's going to bring this energy to this program. I think he, you know, because Coach Tramiel has a lot of different areas that he's so busy in. And he's like, well, I can't give you full focus, but whatever you need from me, knowledge, contacts Mm -hmm. you know i'm going to give it to you he's that guy he is that guy and so when he was able to uh bring me into it and we got it started uh, the biggest thing that we had to do was get out of the mindset of these young men that the only avenue of achievement is through basketball and football and that's understandable when you come from a community that's easy access for us golf you know having access to golf courses having access to equipment uh, is something in fact. But I, what I try to teach my young man is this. Through our history, we've always had obstacles. And even going further, you're going to have obstacles. And this is something that you'll learn in the game of golf because you can hit a great shot in golf and know the next shot might not be as good. That's an obstacle. you got to overcome that. And so when I get them young men, I not only teach them the game of golf, but I teach them about, being a young, respectful black man, hmm. carrying yourself with pride. Because if you look back through our history, we were distinguished. And it goes back to kind of what I heard you say earlier. Don't let everybody else create your narrative. You know, let's create our own narrative. And and I think we did that this this coming year with WB Du Bois, hmm. uh, but we still need that interest and that that connection to help us Take it from the introduction stage to where we want to go.
0: Yeah. And you talk about coach Tramiel and the reason I met Dennis when I was playing football at university, of Louisville, he was our track coach. And so he would always talk about, Hey, come on to the track, that kind of thing. But he was always a mentor for everybody. And, uh, I had a nephew that played golf. I think I just told his name was Teddy Collins and Teddy was a a phenomenal golfer. He's won national awards and they called him the next Tiger Woods because he was biracial. And, uh, he went to Stanford University, played on the national team at Stanford, and like I told you, he just stopped playing because his sister passed away her second year in medical school. So he just lost interest in the game. But what I saw about the game is the area that what what elevated him. He was a great student, so because he was a great student, he had great opportunities for scholarships. Right? So he was Stanford. Print. You name every major school in this country, he had opportunity. Now he's the assistant. CFO was a Seat Geek, which is a company out of uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But the, the doors of Little Teddy, we call him Little Teddy, opened when he was here in Louisville. He became like the mentor for young men that wanted to play golf, like Andrew Pleasant and a few local guys here that played on the college mm-hmm. level. It was all because of my nephew, Teddy. He loved the game, traveled all over the world with the game. So I'm, I understand the importance of the game, and but I understand the importance of people like uh, Coach Tramiel, uh Coach Smith. Uh, I don't know if you knew Coach Smith before he passed away. He was one of the other golfers down there. Uh, But anyway, it it was just, I mean, when they brought Tiger Woods in one year, it was just phenomenal. People everywhere. Tiger was hitting shots over the bridge and under the bridge, you know, showing the strength of what he did and how he could drive the ball. But what you guys are doing just locally and nationally, because, Sean, what you're working on really is a national play, right? Yes, it is. It's a national play to bring players in or – people that consumers, what are, what are you guys driving for?
1: So actually we're trying to hit them all. And I know that some people, business people say that's not the best strategy, uh, but it's, it's a necessity. Um, you know, we have the industry professionals that will be coming in. We'll have the actual golf prof- some golf professionals that will be coming in. We'll have the, the novice golfer that just wants to come in and, and see what the new, new uh, equipment is and how this works out and, mm-hmm. and so forth. We also have educational uh, form, part of that expo. So it'll give non-golfers and novice golfers an opportunity to understand the industry mm-hmm. and what opportunities lie in the industry. Mm-hmm. Golf is a, a national or <laughs> uh, globally, uh, and I may get the numbers not exactly right, but I think it's an $84 billion industry uh, globally. And then within the U.S. it's about a $22, 24000000000 billion industry. And we don't make up a large percentage of that. So... Uh, and that's players, industry, and, and, and it's no different than any other professional sport out there. Mm-hmm. The traditionals that Coach Match was talking about, we all gravitate to that because it's easy, mm-hmm. but they have all these ancillary resources that they need and require, mm-hmm. and golf has the same thing. But in addition to that, golf has a longer opportunity and longer-lasting uh, opportunity for the for the participants. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of times you hear you say they say you can play golf from eight to eighty. Mm-hmm. Uh, your traditional sports, most people are retiring in their thirties, somewhere mm-hmm. in their thirties. Mm-hmm. Maybe you get lucky and you get to your forties, but after that, what are they doing? I They're think, playing
0: golf. Yeah, I think the drawback, especially in, in the black community, is the cost of the game. Agree. So agree. So that's why it's so important, like Coach Mac and and them to have a, a resource for kids to play, but also. Resources where they can go place. Yes, absolutely. And so you absolutely. guys could change the whole dilemma—not uh, dilemma, but the whole opportunity for young black kids. Yes, to play absolutely. In the game. And yeah. you know,
1: and of course, we'll partner with when they when we come in, we bring things in. We're going to partner with as many people or collaborate with many local businesses and people that we can. Obviously, Shawnee and First T, first ones on the list. You mm-hmm. know, we got to get with Juan and Deshaun right. and mm-hmm. hey, and we're actually setting up some meetings to start uh, talking about those opportunities. Well, I remember I like. when
0: you came in the museum. You know, just how God works. I had a gentleman that was in the museum that had just was going to bring a tournament here. Remember the guy that uh, I can't remember the name of. Uh,
1: I, I do. I yeah. Do remember that but guy. he was here <laughs> to
0: set that up. Matter of fact, he moved here. uh, his, uh oh, like a snowbird. I got his car yeah, yeah, in the yeah. car. And we talked. And during that week, uh, 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 Steph Carey. Mm-hmm. and his family was coming in and they came to Roots because they had did a golf tournament mm-hmm. and his first time mm-hmm. he was hearing about them coming and uh, it was uh, uh, the kid that played for Louisville uh, the shooting guard that went to the play with the Steph Carey is his uh, his brother-in-law oh. I can Damon Lee. Damon Lee. Damon Lee Damon Lee so Damon Lee came in and he had his uh, uh, his uh, uh, event at Roots 101 and he brought the. NBA trophy, we took pictures oh, with wow. the trophy. Yeah. And I didn't get to meet uh, Stephen Carey because he came in late on a flight, but I did meet Dale Carey. Okay. And wow. Dale was cool and the whole family. And so that was a real cool thing for Roots 101. But it was just amazing that all that happened in one week. Right. I had the guy coming here that's talking about his tournament, how he recruits black golfers off that play around the country mm-hmm. or whatever. And then Stephen and them show up and they're doing a tournament to help raise money for, for black organizations in the city. So that's one thing I can say about Roots. It seemed like we're always placed in the right time and right place. You mm-hmm. know, I always say mm-hmm. it's our house, our community house, right. and it, it just works. But with the golf, I also heard you talk about uh, uh, Merchandise you guys are making clothing golf clothing. I didn't hear
1: that, right? Well, that would be me okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I embarked on a, a, a Entrepreneurial journey mm-hmm. uh, to start my own apparel is, line is what is I have on now. It's okay. called Ebony Greens okay. um, It is in, it'll be and it is inspired in African print But it'll be on and off the course of apparel uh, it will help to just change the look and dynamic of, Ebony, of Ebony Green. Ebony Green, love it. Okay. Uh, the dynamic of the golfer, okay. uh, and also, and I believe, uh, to encourage more of our community, more young men and women to participate in golf, uh, because we, there's this stigma and they have this mental barrier of why they can and can't. Um, <clears throat> is that people like to dress nice? Fashion can be a conduit to get them interested. Look good, uh, play good. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, call, e- 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 Ebony Green. You know, there's
0: some history of golf here in Louisville. Uh, Charlie Johnson's uh, brother mm-hmm. was a professional golfer. Mm-hmm. I think he played back with Charles, oh, Charles Stafford? Charlie Stafford. S- That's right. S- Sifford, who was yeah. one. And, uh And when I came up, it was always uh, Lee Elder. Yeah.
1: yeah uh, and yeah.
0: then there was another, uh, oh, who was the other black gentleman that was Calvin right? Pete. Calvin Pete. And Calvin Peake kind of changed the whole image of black golf. Sure I think he had a gold in his mouth. Yeah. He, you know, <laughs> he, he, was, you know he, he laid it out there like, I'm going to play my way and, yeah. and do what I right. do. And he was a heck of a golfer, yeah.
1: too. Well, him and Ted Rhodes, because Ted Rhodes yeah. is considered the uh, best-dressed golfer. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. So, okay. yeah, cool. they both did some dynamic things. Okay. And then, you know, just over in Canton, Ohio, you have, uh, um, oh, how can I forget? Um, started their own black Clear, Clearview Golf Course in Canton. Uh, his daughter She's running. I It'll come to me. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Anyway. She, yeah.
0: And yeah. And uh, uh, oh, play for, play for Cleveland Cavaliers. JRE.
1: JRE. Yeah. Is it, yeah, not yeah. a golf
0: co- golf coach at uh, he, North Carolina. He's a golf player. He's a, he a player. Oh, a player. he's a player. Okay. He's a player. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He how,
1: playing. how did he do? I hadn't kept up, I haven't but, I know, kept up but, but he was he was progressing. I do know when he first started, he was starting out a little slow, and then he started progressing and getting much better. So, okay. I, but I just didn't keep up to yeah, see where he was but I know HBCUs out, but, yeah. are
0: really trying to focus
1: on opportunities in golf too, and that's yeah.
0: something they never did before because they know the opportunities in it. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And well, one of the unique things is about here to your point about Louisville being big in golf. It's really huge in golf. I mean, number one, we have Valhalla. Professional uh, golf course, championship rated golf course, PGA. Uh, and although it was recently sold, uh, we have a black owner as a part of that golf course. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's historic. Um, You know, in 24, there'll be the PGA here, Championship PGA. Mm -hmm. Uh, The APGA just played there last year. They probably will play again this year, Mm -hmm. which is the Advocates for Professional Golf Association, which helps uh, young men and women get into professional tour areas. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot. And and in addition to that, uh, I know we talked about it a minute ago, Joe Lewis, who was uh, a big golfer. Mm -hmm. uh, Well, um, oh, the the guy who used to – oh, man, how can I forget this? Uh, he plays golf here. His brother was a, he was one of the heavyweight champions. Um, he boxed and then he boxed Ali in the seventies. Oh, you're talking about, uh, Jim, you're talking about Jimmy Ellis. Ellis, or Ellis, or Ellis Jimmy yeah. Awesome Ellis. Man. Yeah. So he boxed Ali and he was a big golfer. Yeah. Jimmy and he yeah. boxed with, uh, Joe, I mean, uh,
0: golf with Joe. Alone. Yeah. We'll see the so, neighborhood I grew up in, in high school was called Montclair. Okay. And Montclair was a black neighborhood built by black developers, black contractors. And the neighborhood's full of black doctors, black lawyers. I mean, it was the huxable of the, you know, I mean, it was all that neighborhood. I loved the experience when I lived there. But we had two black champions, heavyweight champions in the neighborhood. We had Jimmy Ellis, who lived on Nation, and we had Muhammad Ali, bought his mom a house on Verona Way. Oh, wow. So they would come in town and, you know, ride our mini bikes and all that stuff. So it was a great experience. Uh, And Mr. Ellis was one of the most spiritual. I mean, he would be in the backyard. You know, he had a gospel quartet, and he would be you know, um, back there singing, just a, I mean, he was a spiritual good brother and everybody he touched is like, come on in. This is our house. Mm -hmm. They're the first people I know will go to Winn Dixie or A&P and come out with a $400 grocery bill, you know, uh, but that's, you know, and share it with the neighborhood. He was just that kind of guy. And we talk about, you know, good, uh, you know, dress good, feel good type of thing in sports. Now, how, how are you guys recruiting kids? Are you not on that end? Are you recruiting kids to play other than the boys, like down at Shawnee?
2: Well, we talked about Shawnee. Sean, Sean and I, our ultimate goal is is to uh, be able to take uh, our program, and we're gonna we gotta lift that the boys' mm-hmm. name and it title up, to, so that uh, other schools within the Jefferson County uh, kind of look at the program because uh, they're really only about thirteen. Schools that are actively um, have middle school, and and there's more schools with the high school, but uh, but what we're we're focusing mostly on is the middle school, getting them started young, uh, with an opportunity to play golf. And and, and you, you we talk about sometimes God puts people in, the, in your life in certain places to bring mm-hmm. things. You know the fact that we all have a common bond with Coach mm-hmm. Uh How I came and Sean and I came, he heard about. The boys golf. And he decided, I'm a venture. He took the step out and said, Hey, let me go step out on faith and let's see these guys. Mm-hmm. And then when he came, he, you know, we talk about look good, dress good. Mm-hmm. What we try to do is we try to bring a little uh, gentlemanly swagger to what we do. Right. I mean, when, when, when we get on the course, we chant. Okay. You know, I say, Who are we? We say, The boys. Mm-hmm. Who are we? The boys. Yeah. We are. One pride, we are one brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And then we break off and they go to their tea spots mm-hmm. and they go mm-hmm. and they play. And I said, even when we play, you 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 show them who you are. Mm-hmm. But understand, we're beyond what they think we are. That's right. And so John when he saw that, he was like, I want to I want to bring that in. And look, hey, by the way, I, you know, I'm starting my own line. And we've done some markups uh, oh, wow. How we could put it together, you know, talk to the AD and the boys, and i yeah. was like, you know what, we could possibly do that. Okay. You know, we could share that on that because I want, you know, basketball players got a little swag, mm-hmm. football players got a little swag. Yeah. Well, you can have swag and still be that gentleman mm-hmm. that that is expected mm-hmm. of us mm-hmm. in golf. Yeah. So um, what we do now is I, I'm there in the schools uh, constantly talking to young men because you know uh if you look at some of the even the best golfers mm-hmm. in the world mm-hmm. regardless of black or white i mean tiger is the exception i mean six one, mm-hmm. two hundred and some pounds mm-hmm. but the average golfer is normally around five eight they're 155 pounds
0: and so but they haven't gotten bigger over the years and right? they gotten bigger and they do the weights and they do. I mean, and and,
2: they, and that's due to tiger because they when they saw how becomes, dominant he was yeah. and it comes more
0: than just Became, a guy, a, became an athlete. Yes, she had do to do everything a, to be an athlete. That's and, what time.
2: And the thing about it is, we we had eight middle school golfers, we had two high school golfers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could have played basketball or football, but they focused on golf. And mm-hmm. what uh, when we first went into it, our idea was, you know what? In three years, I want them to look over at the boys and say, Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we better watch out for them. Right. Surprisingly to me as we begin, and they train. Believe me, we we were putting in eight hours a week, which I want to say this, one, thanks to uh, Deshaun and Shawnee, we don't don't become as successful as we were in our first year without Mm -hmm. Shawnee Golf Course. Yeah, you gotta have a course to play on. And and Juan Mm -hmm. Mitchell to to allow us to get on their course and and train our young
0: men. Let me me go here. This is what's so historical about downtown Mm -hmm. Louisville. Even though it's predominantly black now, but it's probably the only place to go in the country where two 18-hole golf courses is in in black neighborhoods. And that traditionally has been going on a long time. That's why there's so many black golfers here that are good at the game because we could play on those courses over the South. I can't think of the year that uh, Chickasaw opened up to black golfers, but it was early enough that we could get in the game and understand the game. Mm -hmm. But uh, the cool thing about downtown Louisville, we had two major golf courses and then we had an amusement park. That was of in the black community. You had two golf courses and an amusement park for the kids to go to. And wow. just because of the rotation of the, uh, the race riots, things changed and moved out, but the golf courses stayed. But we've always had opportunity to play golf in this city, which a lot of cities can't say. Our black kids could always get to that golf course and be accepted if we could play. And that's pretty cool to know. That's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't aware of that. That's pretty neat. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, I knew the history of, you know, a little bit of Shawnee, but, mm-hmm. I, you know, not to that detail. Wow, that's yeah. pretty neat. Nice.
0: Yeah, Shawnee and Chickensaw was like, you know, they were major courses, 18 holes, you know, wow. in the inner city. And then, uh, well, let me go back what you guys are doing. So tell me or tell the people that's listening, is the goal to improve kids? I know this for you, Mac, but your goal with your merchandise is it to to get out there and compete with nike or is it just exposure what really what really drives both of you where, where are we at with this
1: wow so so for me it's you know as i stated it's about drawing our community to the game giving them a conduit giving them a reason to to pique their interest wow that looks neat i think i might want to wear that additionally you can wear it off the course so those that don't go hey i'm gonna wear that and i'm gonna drive around and then people say man where'd you get that from oh wow Man, that's golf apparel because that actually happens today. Mm-hmm. I mean, people wearing Nikes and different uh, athletic gear. Well, excuse me. We will take some root shirts when you get going. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I just thought i throw it out there, you know. So we like to look good, feel yeah. good, too.
1: So that happens today. Um, so that 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 is part of it but my really driving force is to get us connected to the industry and that's why i wanted to ke- connect with jim and connect with jim Beatty and the african-american golf expo because that's a national thing and it's bouncing to different cities uh and they have next year already identified can't say it yet but they have next city identified um so it gets around and touches all these different points and gets us exposure and gets us created and you know fortunately it's the time right now our it's just our time, and we need to take advantage of that. We need to take advantage of that. So, um, I'm excited to be a part of. It. I'm excited to try to help it grow, grow the game, get us more involved in whatever capacity people want to get involved in. Well, let me ask this, Mac. You at the boys? Are you pouring time to other
0: young men, or just you just focus on the boys right now? Right now, I'm
2: focused on the boys. But Sean and I, we've talked about uh, where we would like to see it. We would like to see that. We could pull young black men, young boys, into the game of golf, but then giving them a, a, a conduit to kick it further. Let's get it to the centrals. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of my young men, because we're still building on W. Du Bois. I mean, right now, they're only go 6 to 10. Next year, they go 6 to 11. So it's still a brand new school. Mm-hmm. And... And so we would like to see it go into some, have like a, you come from Du Bois, you filter some of your talents into a central uh, from there. Maybe we even talked about maybe connecting with uh, Pastor Cosby. Mm-hmm. Maybe let's do Simmons. Mm-hmm. Let's use, let's create an avenue to help them. We talked about, uh, we talked about the, the, the industry, the golf industry that we can show these young men, look, beyond playing the game, there's other avenues. You know, you can connect with, the Golf House, Kentucky, and and the PGA, and there's careers in those that we don't take advantage of because we don't have the knowledge of we don't. It's not need aware. Um, when I was very active in the 100 Black Men when I first got here, you know, I was
0: previous black. I was president of 100 Black Men from nine something <laughs> when 100 Black Men were. Mark can tell you when 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 100 Black Men was on everybody's voice mm-hmm. is when I was part of it. I okay. mean, we did, and I'm proud of that part from the mentoring part. Yes. to corporation parts, that's that what we were part of. But I didn't mean to drop you off, you oh, said 100, no, no, I said, hey, I, let me I, go to 100. Yeah, yeah. But so, uh, I, I, I'm a brother too, so, okay. uh, and, well, and I, so wanna, I looked I, I want to see you guys start doing more, you know, the legacy lady. Start yes. jumping back out.
2: Uh, and, and for me, and that's, that's a side note there, okay. uh, but, uh, Um. It's kind of. I have a poster that I have uh, that's in that's in my office, mm-hmm. and it says, "What they see is what they be, is what they become." Yeah. yeah, And so we have to give them. Mm-hmm. We have to let them see us. Okay. Uh, not not just in the business world or in the athletes. You know, they they really want to, as you say, create a narrative and have us just. Well, you know, it's success only comes as a basketball player, okay. a football player, but they they don't highlight that during times. The mm-hmm. like slave we had professionals oh, yeah. and business people yeah. when times when we're totally against them. Okay. And what I tell my young men, look, if these men were able to do it in those times, you have a bigger opportunity now.
0: Okay, we're about to get out of here, so I have to take it back from you. Okay. But it's never enough time. There's never enough time when I'm talking to positive brothers trying to make a difference. So we have to get out of here now. <laughs> this is Lamar Collins, Deeply Rooted, Route 101 African American Museum, Legacies Matter, and so do you. Be blessed.